Hello and welcome everyone to the 49ers Future Podcast, the first ever special uh, mini episode during the week. I'm your host, Y2 Lamanaki. With me, as always, is my co-moderator and co-host of the podcast, Forge. Forge, uh, welcome to our, our micro episode. Yeah, our little emergency podcast. Uh, hello, everybody. So uh, we decided to give it a shot this week. Um, we're trying out some new software. And, you know, it just so happens that midweek we had some brand new information to, to bring to our audience. And that, of course, uh, for all 49ers fans, you probably know by now, Emmanuel Sanders uh, was traded to the team for a third round pick, as well as a swap of a, a fourth and a fifth this year. Um, so it's big news. And now we're going to talk about it. So Forge, uh, let's start off. We'll play the game. Uh, a game that I've had in mind for a while, but it's the first time we get to do it. It's called Grade the Trade. What do, what do you think of the of the trade? Give me a letter grade. B minus. Sounds about right, I think. Uh, I, I think there's a slight overpay, but nothing I'm, I, I care about, to be perfectly honest. Just based on my past precedent for this trade would be Golden Tate, so we're a little bit higher than that. But obviously, it was there to address a need, and, and we did that. So uh, the compensation a little bit higher, uh, but otherwise, I thought it was a good trade for both teams. You know, B B minus type grade, pretty average. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, I think my grade that I was I had in mind was a B plus. I I'm very excited about this. Emmanuel Sanders is is the second uh, receiver that I wanted to, or the second receiver I wanted most. Um, I would say just behind AJ Green, which. I don't know if that was ever going to materialize. So I think we got the one that made a ton of sense. So we've talked on the podcast a number of times. He comes from the Scandrello offense over in Denver. So he's should be able to pick it up uh, a lot easier, uh, which is great because it is a, it is a complicated system and we might not have to worry about that. But, you know, this is the thing that I've said I've wanted for a long time. I wanted a number one receiver. I wanted a target opposite of Kittle. He might not be the all-pro receiver of the the Julio Jones variety, but he is a guy who is dependable. Uh, even after the Achilles, he still looks really good. Um, so I like it. I like I like the trade a lot. I like what he brings to the the team. Given that you know he's already doubled the production of our our top uh, wide receiver, whether that's Debo Samuel's receptions or whether that's Marquise Goodwin's uh, receiving yardage, he's you know he's got them beaten both and. And that's huge. It's a huge addition uh, to the team. I like it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, so like he and Mo Sanu were always the two most logical targets. Uh, you know, Sanu obviously went a little bit earlier to the Patriots for a second round pick. And uh, that, uh, you know, facilitated, I think, this the, this trade in terms of, you know, how, how fast it came down afterward. But they always made the most amount of sense, right? Because they both have familiarity in the system. They're both Shanahan type receivers, you know. If there is a a type of receiver, I, I suppose we could say, which I I do feel like there is. So I, I do think those are the two that can immediately also come in. Just from a logical standpoint, they can come in and immediately contribute because they're so familiar with the system. And we see that sometimes there is an adjustment period for these guys, particular for wide receiver, particularly for wide receivers in terms of where they're going to line up and what routes they run. We actually saw it last year with Golden Tate. Philadelphia could not figure out what to do there. And I don't think that's a problem that we are going to have with Emmanuel Sanders or had it been Sanu, I don't think we would have had it there either. So I really like the trade. I love the fit. I know that somebody in the in the thread said, you know, that we were taking a guy, you know, and 
making him a number one who's who's not equipped to be a number one. But he's more equipped than Marquise Goodwin, you know? Like, the main thing to focus on here is that our talent got better, right? So now, even if he's not everything we dreamed, but now we've got Goodwin lining up on inferior corners. We've got Pettis lining up on inferior corners. Debo. So it cascades down. There's a cascading effect for where it can improve other areas with regards to the receiving game and i don't think that can be overlooked no i don't think it could be overlooked either i think that's a a fantastic point that you brought up um i'm really excited you know the the early reports are are good he's already developing chemistry with jimmy garoppolo um garoppolo of course is such a competitor that he's already you know out there working extra trying to get him up to speed wes welker earlier today you know i was talking with Coach Sala and mentioned that Sanders is coming along quickly. Uh, you know, he's expected to, to play right away against the Panthers, which we can definitely use him in that game. Um, there might be some uh, other players who who might not make it. Deontay Pettis showed up on the, the injury report this week. He's, he's looks limited. Um, Debo Samuel is still coming back from his groin injury. So we've got a lot of guys banged up. We can use him out there uh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I I know that a lot of people like the draft pick compensation was a little bit steep. I'm not overly the fourth and the fifth swap. All things break right. That really shouldn't be more than a 10 or 15 pick swap. So I'm not overly concerned about that. It's not that big of a deal. And I do think that there are options to recoup some of these picks. You know, I we're going to be picking in the 20s. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that from anybody. And that's a pretty easy place to trade down. Uh, I, I posted it in that thread showing how many trades were done just last year between you know 20 and 32. And I think it was like five or six trades. It's a lot easier to maneuver because the cost isn't so high. So we could take one of those deals. Uh, I know that one garnered like two fourths, you know, and get some of these these draft picks back for sure. I love your idea if we can't re-sign Armstead to tag them and trade them and get something back. And you know, not for nothing, but there's reports that we're getting calls on Mullins. And if you're getting the right price on Mullins, I'm fine with that. You know, if you want to ship, ship him off and get a second or a third or something like that, something really decent in terms of draft, draft pick compensation, I, I'm all for that. So I'm not overly concerned about the lack of draft picks going into next year. You would, you would even trade Mullins uh, knowing that Garoppolo's injury history or you're comfortable with that and uh, running with C.J. Beathard? Uh, yeah, because I think no matter what, your season's in the toilet. <laughs> Honestly, like it's different. It's, it's different if – I'm kind of of the opinion that if we lose Jimmy, regardless of if it's – Mullins or CJ, we're, we're toast anyway. I don't think we're a Super Bowl contender with Nick Mullins. So in that particular instance, yeah, that's kind of whatever. But the biggest thing for me is like as the season wears on, if it's likely that I, I can see obviously the appeal of, of you would want Mullins for like a four-game stretch, but I kind of think – I'm kind of thinking and maybe I'm just being a little bit too rigid here, but I'm thinking in terms of like a big injury. Like if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be down for nine weeks, the, the season's toast. Like I don't care if it's Mullins oh, yeah. or Beathard. So that's kind of the way I'm thinking about it. And in that regard, you know, am I going to pass up a second or a third for a guy who was an undrafted free agent two years ago? And his, his, his backup or his, his – sorry, his ceiling is pretty much defined as a backup. Like he's got a cap there in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm not overly concerned. A second-round pick for a backup quarterback who is a UDFA 
is is kind of a good deal to me. And moving forward, you know, in in future years, I, I think that Shanahan can find this again. I don't think that there's anything particularly special about Nick Mullins in, in that regard. I, I think Shanahan can find something else to to coax out. So I, I'd be okay if that, if that were the direction we took. It's got to be the right deal. I'm not trading him for a fourth. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be a second, a day two pick for sure. And maybe, you know, if it's going to be a third, maybe more. Maybe it's got to be like a three and a four, three and a five, something like that. Sure. And that's, that's not what, that wouldn't be bad uh, to get that back, obviously, after the, after the Sanders trade. But I'm with you. I think the compensation was a little high. I would have preferred to have gotten something lower. But I think with a team that's 6-0 and and, you know, we had that obvious need. We found a way to fix it. I'm I'm happy with it. And as I said in the thread, there's a few different ways. You mentioned the Armstead um, franchise and trade way to, to recoup some of those picks. You know, we can also trade back. As I'd mentioned in the thread, the last four years, there's always been somebody in the bottom five of the draft who has traded backwards uh, into the second round um, and picked up at least an extra fourth, uh, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes as much as getting um, an extra second in a future year as well. So I think there's a lot of ways we can we can get those extra picks. Absolutely. And and like I said, and I stole it from Bronco fan because he made a really good point about the trade, about the compensation being a little bit steep. But you have to look at who didn't get him now because of what we gave up. So the, the, the yeah, the three teams that were rumored to be in on him outside of us were Green Bay, New Orleans and Carolina. Like those are three NFC contenders who are in direct competition with us right now. And they can now no longer improve their team in that manner with Emmanuel Sanders. And that has its own value. I totally agree. Well, anyway, thank you all for listening to this mini cast in the middle of the week. Uh, We wanted to talk a little bit about that trade, test out this new software, see if we can get a little bit better on that, Um, you know, get a little bit better quality and uh, we'll see how this sounds. So thanks for listening. Uh, Forge, any last words? Nope. Looking forward to Sunday, and I no longer am being held responsible for my pick of Carolina. Just FYI, I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. Share this with your friends. Uh, take care. You'll you'll hear from us again after the Panthers game. Thanks, guys.